Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Today I'm joined with Neil Alston, co-founder and CEO of Abide, the number one Christian meditation app. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. If this is your first time tuning in today, thanks so much for joining us. I hope that you enjoy the show. If you've tuned in before, if this is your second, third, 55th episode, thanks so much for your continued support. And if you have not done so already, I'd greatly appreciate if you leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. It's greatly appreciated to continue the love and support of the work that we're doing here. Today's conversation is with Neil Alston, CEO and co-founder of Abide, the world's number one Christian meditation app. I really enjoyed this conversation with Neil. He's uh, coming to us from Silicon Valley, up in the Bay Area in California, right in the middle in the thick of the technology space. Um, he previously worked for Google, and in this podcast, you're going to hear a bit more about his backstory, um, some crazy adventures uh, in Africa, Middle East, and equally, maybe not equally, but definitely crazy story in, in San Francisco as well. Neil shares more about um, how a small idea, uh, really a small skit, ended up changing uh, his, his mindset and philosophy and uh, really the, tra- the trajectory and, and the, the launch of Abide in the business. Turns out that the Bible is really good for getting people to sleep. Maybe some, some of us have known this, some of us have not, some of us are going to try it tonight, um, but he's implemented this research-driven process that is incredibly beneficial, um, even in the spiritual world, uh, which is quite shocking. When's the first time or the last time you heard about a Christian ministry doing heavy R&D work? He also shares a, a bit of insight into uh, the direction and the future of Abide and a word of advice and encouragement for entrepreneurs and listeners um, that are looking to, to grow uh, in business. I'm excited for you to hop on this journey with us in this podcast, uh, which is just a microcosm of the experiential journey uh, you'll encounter if you do decide to work, or download, abide uh, into your life. So let's turn on over to the conversation with Neil. Neil, thanks so much for joining us today. Tyler, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, I'm excited to hop hop into the conversation. Um, and really, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of your time recently has been spent on Abide, so I'd love to uh, to definitely to get into that. But beforehand, want to hear a bit more about your story uh, that ultimately led to to what you're doing today. So, can you tell me a bit more about your really going back to your your journey from you know international development work to then working at in the in, in the Google Empire world? And now coming to abide, and and also really when your your faith came into the picture. Yeah, that's a great question, and it's it's very interesting. Now I'm in my early forties now, and I have four kids, a wife and a dog, and sort of look back to the journey and running a company. Um, I came into faith at a young age through my family, and was introduced uh, through the Lutheran church that I grew up in, sort of traditional liturgical practices, and I I really was kind of had a close sense even from a young age of God existing in his presence, but I had no idea what that meant, practically speaking, other than you showed up at church on Sunday, and that didn't seem to me to be a great answer. Like, I thought there would be a lot more 
to the faith within that. And um, it was in college, really, where my experience of faith sort of came to a head. I was uh, studying economics at Berkeley, sort of pretty high-level um, mathematical thinking as well as international development. I wanted to help the world, and I wanted to help the world by the thing I was good at. I was just really supposed with math. And uh, just whenever I looked at it, I'm like, well, how does faith fit into this whole equation? And, um, you know, kept going to church and Bible studies. And it was at that point that I actually um, was reading a chapter in Luke 10 where Jesus sends out 70 of his followers. And he said, just go out and preach the word. And I really felt one of the first times of my life how the Holy Spirit saying, just go, go do this. And I followed that leading and left um, after the semester in Berkeley, uh, took no money, just a jacket, hitchhiked into San Francisco, and lived on the streets for a week. And it kind of blew my mind. Uh, people provided for me, but it wasn't the people I expected. And God used it in an incredible way. I wound up staying, uh, a gay Jewish man invited me into his house to stay with him, who was like the local DJ and kind of really interesting guy. Mm-hmm. And we struck up a great friendship. And it really challenged me because it, 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 halfway through, I was praying. I'm like, Lord, this doesn't look anything like I thought it was going to look. I thought it would be a church where we would take me in who was Christian. And basically, I really felt God telling me, I can use anybody in any way I want. Get over yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and go out and live that way. So a little bit, that's kind of how I've, I've tried to live my life is in that openness to say, okay, God, um, I'm just going to try to listen and posture myself to listen and follow what you have for me. I uh, spent several years in Africa working on Africa stuff in, in war zones and humanitarian crises, working with the State Department and, and the World Bank um, and the Christian ministry. When that was a really great, interesting season, but it kind of came to a close after about six or seven years. I really felt like God said, you've done what you were supposed to do, go back. And that's when I started working at Google. had a really interesting job interview there where they basically said, Hey, if you can, you know, negotiate with Sydney's rebels, you'll do great on deals here in, in uh, California. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's about making your story relevant, right? Yeah, totally good exactly. Story. Yeah. And I uh, got hired on, worked there for almost seven years. And it was a, a great seven years. Professionally, I learned an absolute ton and uh, got paid well. Um, actually went back to Africa for a couple years with them. And then just really felt like, my gosh, we're developing all this fabulous technology. Can we do something in spiritual development with that, like, formation? Hmm. And uh, that's, how I got, that's how I got pulled into a vibe, just meeting people who really were um, excited and passionate about that same thing. And my wife was all in on the journey. All I can say, whoever's listening to this podcast, if you want to get married, marry somebody who's a great match for you. Because when I told my wife, I was like, look, I've been praying. I think I'm going to leave Google. God's calling me to leave Google to go work on this thing. She basically said, it's about time, Neil. I've been waiting for you to say this for a while. Go do it. Most spouses don't have that response when you say you're going to leave a great six-figure job. Mm. It gives you five weeks of vacation, killer benefits, great brand, great job yeah. security. So, uh, you know, she's played a big role in this too. But um, it, it's interesting because it prepared me my life experience has prepared me in a lot of ways for the work I do now that I I would not have planned myself, but yet that preparation has proved very helpful and successful. So that's neat to see. Wow. 
Wonderful. So I think one thing I've noticed kind of through through your background and your story, which is really, really incredibly cool and inspiring, uh, seeing all your different experiences going, going, uh, doing, you know, doing work in Africa, Middle East, um, navigating those terrains, but then also navigating the, the corporate life at Google, too, which is, I'm sure is has its challenges in its different ways. I, I think we, we, uh, we there's definitely a lot of challenges we face here. That uh, are you know we, that are definitely worth worth worthwhile to discuss. But um, one thing I see is it sounds like God kind of has maybe not the, the the perception of God or the practice of God shifted uh, kind of through self exploration and experience, um, and and ultimately kind of ended up you know transforming your or not transforming but really. Um, seeking you or allowing you to, to dig a little bit deeper into your faith, into your faith walk. And, and then ultimately, uh, that's become kind of part of your, you know, part of your full-time job or part of your, part of your job now is tied to the spirituality component. And I, um, I, I want to touch a bit more on this, this, uh, kind of shifting more to, to abide. And I want to know kind of what, what kind of sparked this, 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 this fire to, to create a Christian meditation app. And really, kind of what what was some of the research um, that ended up uh, that you know that supports meditation, and then why did you decide to to put the to turn it into a Christian app rather than just a meditation app? Yeah. Oh man, that's a that's a lot to unpack in there. But yeah, um, I think one of the things uh, that drove me in this space was actually you know being at Google and seeing the trends and understanding how. We are now using we're now using research tools and methods and scalability to shape human behavior to understand human behavior like at an interaction level. Literally, like, will you click on this thing? We'll try mm-hmm. and make you watch another Netflix video. Uh, Reed Hastings, the head of Netflix, mm-hmm. said recently their number one competitor isn't Hulu. It's not Amazon. It's a human need to sleep. Like they literally, and that's not, uh, that's not by chance. That's because the people are designing these products through research, Mm -hmm. through relentless A-B testing so effectively that we're radically changing human behavior, desire, and everything. And I was like, man, are we doing, what are we doing with this? Is this actually good for people? (laughs) You know, can we use those same methodologies to find out things that are helpful and, and, you know, they don't have to be directly Christian things. It could just be principles and values that I agree with. Um, but can we do more of that? Can we find ways to basically addict people to things that are good by by giving them the right call to action at the right mm-hmm. time? This is what we do in product development here. And we, um, we looked at different spaces and felt like actually prayer was a really empty space. Mm-hmm. Um, and prayer in the space of and meditation, there's work or digital products to support that. And it was really, uh, I was not even really contemplating leaving Google. Uh, we were, I was just doing stuff on the side, helped out some hackathons and events, built community, which was really cool. But I had this one, I had a couple of interactions actually, where we tested, they were essentially like little short podcasts of guiding people through an experience of being prayed for. And it was mind-blowing. The reaction I got, people were like, this was mind-blowing. And I was like, dude, it was like a 50-second audio file. How did this change my whole week? Yeah. I was like, wow, if a 50-second audio file can change your week, maybe there's something there. And um, what was really interesting is this: what we do now, our whole product, really came out of, one, we wanted to understand what the 
response the scriptures said was true about meditation and prayer, but then try them in digital formats and use the ones that work. And if they, if some didn't work or weren't helpful, it wasn't like saying, oh, the Bible's not true. It was more just saying, well, maybe it just doesn't work that well in a digital format mm-hmm. uh, in this way, right? Like, And what we did find is really super interesting stuff. Um, that, you know, one, the initial research maybe want to leave Google, because I thought, man, if, if, if this can exist, and I know it, and no one else is building it, I have to build it. I really felt a sense of obligation on that, to go build it, as did my, you know, uh, my co-founder, Eric, who is still with me at CTO five years later. That's a whole other set of stories. Uh, pick people to do business with who are awesome and you trust, and who are in it for the long haul. But we, we did all this research, and we literally run, like, a hundred different types of research on content, on uh, structures, on what helps people. And the reality is most people's problem, we think, is that there's so much going on around them and going on in their own head and their own life that they don't know how to focus effectively on God in the situation they're in, wherever they're at. Like, I don't even know where to start. And what we do is provide guidance on that. So we, we're not prescriptive so much as we are experiential. We're mm. like, just come on in. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna listen to a scripture. We're gonna talk about this topic just a little bit, but we're gonna ask questions, and the questions are for you to decide the answer to. I'm not gonna tell you the right answer; you figure it out. You know, and uh, and it takes you prayer time and, and a lot of prayer about claiming scripture. This is what God said is true. I pray that that would be true in your life. Um, and the the crazy thing about it is that this whole thing, this experience that we researched and found people have really enjoyed and appreciated. Uh, we can lead to some very dramatic outcomes for people in terms of their emotional state and their mental wellness, mm. uh, which was super interesting. I was not necessarily expecting that. Um, decreased anxiety, stress, uh, better sleep. That was one thing that totally cracks me up, is that uh, it turns out the Bible is actually really good at putting people to sleep. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, yeah. and we use it for that very, yeah. very yeah. seamlessly uh, people you know because they're insomniacs all around the world who cannot sleep who, yeah. who are looking for experience and we pray over them and we tell them stories from the Bible Yeah, and they and, and they fall asleep happily and they say oh my gosh I've, I've gotten these emails from users who said I haven't been able to sleep more than four hours in like ten years and I listened to this story and you pray over me and I just slept eight hours and I woke up in the morning totally refreshed, you know, because uh, people are anxious and they don't know, you know, or they're mm-hmm. stressed, they're under spiritual attack. So it's been really, it's actually been a very research-driven uh, enterprise, mm. and it's been cool to see that in this space, we're basically like, look, God is working, the research is <laughs> working now, you know, people can argue maybe it's, it's more, it's just an emotional state, and it's an effective thing, and it has nothing to do with spirituality, but I'm using 3,000-year-old texts and ideas that are actually really helping people today. So I think that's, that's for me, it's, a, it's an amazing validation that the hypothesis we have that you could take truths positive in the Bible and then bring them in and test them in digital format with real people in real circumstances and see results. Mm. And so the answer to that I can say is we did that and we've done that and I now have a business, I have a seven-figure business that. I have a team and I have 15 people who work full-time or part-time for me who are making phenomenal experiences that people are paying money for that is supporting me to do more. And I think that's really cool to land at that spot. And it was all based on a belief that we could do basically do Bible-based R&D on prayer. <laughs> like, 
I literally don't know anybody else. I wish I knew other people who did this. I've been looking for other people who did this. I've been funded by some great Christian philanthropists and foundations to do this work, uh, investors and some grants. But one of the one of the groups that funds us, they're just dear brothers in Christ out of Tennessee, the McCollum Foundation. They, uh, I talked to their their guys, and they're like, we've never seen a Christian ministry do like heavy R&D like you do to the point that we're literally running people through AB cohorts on like stress testing to see like did we help lower your stress by by how many minutes you meditated and we're dropping people in different cohorts and they're like we've never seen a Christian ministry I'm like I basically do um, applied spiritual research and product development is kind of what I do so it's fun I mean it's you know it's uh it, it, I wish I were, we were bigger. I wish we were growing fast. But the reality is, we've grown and done well, and we're established, and we're 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 alive, and we're still mm-hmm. there. And so it's fun. So it's, it's an interesting, it's a somewhat unique journey. That's that's incredible. And and what you mentioned, uh, kind of looking at human desire too. And I think it's really interesting looking at behavior and looking at Netflix. Their biggest competitor is is sleep. And it's um, I, I think that's so funny because I think our natural uh, and I think how a lot of business has appealed is based on an emotion, maybe a an, an emotion of lust or an emotion of you know negative human desire, right? Because that's that's going to be easier for someone to really grab onto, or or, yeah. or grab hold of. But the ability to um, to uh, grab human desire uh, and really lean in on that and uh, and push it forward to something that is going to be uh, beneficial for the long run, I think is I think is so incredible and uh, incredibly uh, it's needed because we I think a lot of what we're doing is 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 pushing on a negative human desire, which it might a business might grow really well, but it's not rooted in something that is that is also going to be that the business might grow, but our that our, our lives are going to change as a yeah. result. Yeah, and that's you know just a side comment. Um, one of the founders of LinkedIn um, and some other people have some interesting quotes about how it's much easier to get people to do things that they like you know, really want to do that desire part than things they should do. Yeah. And so there's actually some people here, investors, who will only invest in products that take advantage of one of the seven deadly sins. Because yeah. they're like, it's sell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so, and there's a lot of money at stake. Yeah. Uh, enormous amount. I mean, we're talking, you know, so many billions of dollars. Yeah. Just games and how much time games eat up. On the app store, one can make an argument that most, of, a large percentage of those really appeal to sloth, right? You're yep. just sitting there, like, just wasting time. I'm not saying they all do. I think there's some phenomenal games out there. But, yeah, it's that's the reality we live in. And one of my, if I were to, one of the weirdest things about my product, Tyler, and I say this somewhat shamelessly, is that I wish my product didn't exist in many ways because I think we would have much deeper spiritual lives and connection with God if yeah. we didn't have phones. Yep. And we actually spent time talking to each other, and we spent time sort of, you know, reading scripture out loud to each other at night, like people did. I mean, I've been in those, I've lived in traditional communities where there was literally no power. And what we did is we sat around in the morning praying together for an hour and a half. So we'd read scripture, we'd sing songs, it was like every day it was relentless in Ethiopia. We did this every morning. Yeah. And my spiritual life was so much richer there than it is here. But, you know, I'm giving people what they can use, which is a 15-minute or 30, 60, 90, if they're really excited about the longer stuff podcast, yeah. it's going to guide them through that experience, which in many ways I want to say, gosh, I'm so glad you're doing this, but I wish you would I wish you would do more, which is I wish you would just put all your stuff away and turn your phone off and <laughs> spend it out. But people 
Yeah. I don't even know where to start. So, you know, it's a little bit of an interesting stage, yeah. No, yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah, I, I think for me, like when I when I when I lived in Morocco, that my spiritual life was was definitely a lot deeper because I was that the only thing I was doing was looking on the Bible and I, I didn't access my phone. But we we live in the the society that we live in is it's it's become a it's become a social norm and it's accepted and it's encouraged to to be on our phone and to be engaged and. Uh, to you know, to, to have that as part of our life, but it, I know what you're saying though. It's like, but where do we where do we start by almost kind of you know breaking down the entire structure system that we've created? Yeah, that'll be interesting to see where that one goes. But that's going to be for my kids and my grandkids yeah. to figure out. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I want to know: Have you come in? Yeah. Have you come to any conclusions on you know? There's a lot of different. You do a lot of different types of meditation. Uh, really, and what I also like is it, it's a, it's an experiential. It's a it's come along for the journey mentality. Um, has there have you you know is, are people attracted? Have you found found kind of any trends of you know for people that are listening? Well, you know, there's all these different types of meditation. Which one is going to work best for me? Which one should I look to first? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, um, I'd say the two things that we see work for people. Uh, one is there are people who are just looking for a daily devotional experience where they're like, I, I, I have it seven in the morning, I want to do something, and I want to do it better. And what those people tend to really look for is they want something that is going to take them through kind of like a breadth of spiritual formation so that they know that they're being if they didn't do this one thing, their, their life is going to be better because we're going to go through how to love people, how to forgive relationships and that kind of whole set of things, emotions and how you deal with your emotions. The other piece is that people topically come in and anxiety is our number one topic. Sleep is also now trending towards number one because we're promoting a lot more of that content. And I think that that is just a reality. It's such a reflection of our society. Is I did not, I had no clue how anxious our society was until I started working this project. Because I'm yeah. really not that anxious of a person. I'm pretty chill and, 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 you know, I've been in some pretty crazy places and, you know, but people are anxious. I mean, yeah. the reality is so many people I talk to, just so many people every day are just stressed to the end and they don't know where it's, when and where it's going to stop. And so I do think that's something that our experience, the number one thing that people say about our experience when we gave them a blank box and we said, describe what just happened, was the word peace. It mm-hmm. was like by a country mile, you know, people said, this was peaceful, I experienced peace. And so really, I think that that's, if I were to say that we have a brand promise to our users, it's the, to experience the peace of Christ. Mm. And one of the things that was so fascinating about that, I used to think the peace of Christ was just kind of this nice, kind of like add-on thing we're like oh yeah that's cool it actually turns out when you look at the what jesus talked about and shared about his peace is actually essential to the entire message of the gospel that basically jesus is restoring us to a state of peace with him the father the holy spirit and all of you know the church and community and even the whole reconciliation of of the world is we're back in shalom we're back in that peace. Mm-hmm. And that's what Christ is saying is this is how you get into peace. So it's really interesting seeing that. And then the other thing is 
he references peace not just as a state of being, but peace is actually a, a tool. It's like a resource. The peace of Christ will protect you. It will guard your heart. It's actually like this active thing. So when, when the world is trying to stress you out and attack you, if you know the peace of Christ, you're actually guarded. You're actually protected against that because you can recognize what's real. And you can say, yeah, you're trying to stress me out about that. But even if that happens, so what? Right? Like, let's say this business deal doesn't work and I don't get the loan. Let's say, you know, our app goes down. We've <laughs> got 300 emails on customer support. Yeah. I can still expect the peace of Christ because at the end of the day, my business is going away anyway. Like, you know, I believe we'll, uh, we'll, this, either this, this earth will pass, I'll be in heaven. And I have a peace knowing, okay, Lord, one day I'll be with you. That doesn't mean I'm not going to keep working hard here. But I, I'm centered in that. So whatever yeah. comes, I'm going to say, okay, Lord, well, I'm going to center in your peace. So it's been an interesting thing for me personally to experience this so much too, to say, wow, um, our product really seems to validate this core biblical principle that you can experience God's peace and God's peace can actually help like make your life better, your heart, your mind guarded. And, uh, and that's what our customers are coming for. And when I give them a blank text box and say, type in what just happened, that's what they type in without me even prompting them. We're giving them a, a short list of things. So it was really interesting to kind of like see the theology and the research and the R&D all come together. And, uh, and it makes me feel really comfortable just to continue produce, producing this stuff. I'm like, okay, well, God, I think this seems to be working. Here's <laughs> yeah. more. Um, and I think really encouraging for the team too. So um, it's put us in a really good place with that. Um, you know, as entrepreneurs, guys like us, I think one of the big things is pride. I always wish our company was bigger. And when I talk with friends up and down Silicon Valley, you asked the question at the beginning, you know, why this, why not a generic meditation experience that was secular? And I couldn't, if I knew a way to do Christian meditation without Jesus, like, I would do it. <laughs> but yeah. the problem is, it just, I haven't found it yet. I'm like, but if you're going to meditate and you don't have any centering of the Holy Spirit, or any focus on Christ, I don't know I, I don't know how to do biblical meditation. And mm. what that means for us as a company is that we feel very much pushed to the uh, irrelevant category when people talk about us. Now, even though we're in, you know, we're in tech crunch, it's like top 10 self-care apps, and that's cool. But in terms of, you know, I, when I go to the event here, Y Comedy, or 500 Startups, or yeah. there's Google, Google events where I go to, and I'll say, hey, I do audio meditation. People are like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. And I'm like, I need to target the Christian market. And they're like, why? Every single discussion I have. Why would you waste your time with that? You know, I wouldn't have such a bigger market if you just don't talk about that. And so, you know, but it's something we wrestle with, and that's that's my life. <laughs> yeah wow that, no, that's incredible and, and i'm sure I, i'm sure yeah being you know going to these y combinator events or uh, a lot of the the different you know meetups i'm sure and chatting with chatting with a lot of people in the in the industry i'm sure there's a push for or the, there's a, not less of a push but more of a confusion of why you know that there's so much more potential maybe that you could have but at the same time you'd be losing i think you'd be losing sight of your, the the original mission that you sent out that you set that you set for yeah. this for this company so I think it's yeah. Addition is really important, and you got to hold on to that. And I do think, and we talk about this as a team. I think if we're, I think a long-term view of it. One thing about the Christian audience, I think, is that there's an extreme degree of loyalty, probably too much loyalty there, yeah. on some level, to content creators. And for me, look, it's Joyce Meyer. It's still this like epically, you know, followed content creator, and she's been around like. 
30 years. And I think the reality is we talk about it, Calm.com, Headspace, these big sort of Buddhist mindfulness ones that are popping up that are getting so much early traction in the market. But the reality is it's very possible 20 years from now, Abide may be a much more significant and, and ongoing brand because we just have this loyal user base yeah. and this, this experience and people are like, oh my gosh, I've been using, I mean, we have people have been using Abide since inception. And I'm like, you're still showing up? Like every day, and they're like, yeah, I'm still showing up every day to hear your content. And I love you, and I tell everybody that they should come and listen to Abide. Yeah. And I look at these brands, I'm like, man, our daily bread has been around a long time. <laughs> it continues, <laughs> like yeah. a $70 million a year organization or something like that, a guidepost, you know? Yeah. And they're not going away. And so on some level, I think it's a longevity play, but that's a whole different, you know, we talked about this yeah. for a long time. Yeah. I think the story's more interesting. So let me know what other questions you have. Yeah, no, no, I, I really appreciate that, and it's it is fascinating, and the 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 user base is definitely the, the Christian audience and the Christian people are a lot they 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 st- they they're in for the long haul, right? I think that's just a, a Christian value in general, um, but it also plays in, in our attraction and our engagement with uh, with business or with with organizations that are continuing to provide and and really uh, and, and add life to our to our spiritual life. Um, but the, the, just the last few questions sure. that, questions I had, I just um, I wanted to know. Uh, so, so it sounds like the you know the the, the peace of the peace of Christ uh, and being able to enter into that has been a, a big reason why really important for your your walk um, and also has, has has resonated with a lot of others um, as well. And I just want to know kind of where where do you see the, the this this platform going and where do you where where do you see this 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 taking off? Is it is it increasing in you know just the audience, or is it are you venturing into different ways that you can experience the peace of Christ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly, hopefully, both. I mean, we're 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 relentlessly trying to grow the core product that we have, but I do think there's many other ways to do it. You know, obviously, print is one way. We're starting to do some print publishing. Uh, video, we're getting much more aggressive on, on YouTube, but in there it's really just even just B-roll video of like clouds and streams, and people are really excited about it, uh, and then they, they, they go into the meditation, so it could be events as well, events are a whole other thing, it's a lot of work, uh, but I certainly see us being open to that, and then working with people, um, you know, to build out more more experiences and more content, and I, you know, I I think that we'll relentlessly continue there. The original vision of our company was to have kind of a, a house of brands, like a bunch of different brands, where we would be able to have different experiences. And so I could see us venturing far outside of, or at least a ways outside of Christian meditation into other products and applying the same kind of R&D process, but to other other things, whether it's, you know, finances or uh, other health things or lifestyle, there's a lot of lifestyle things out there, just to be able to help people live a fuller life, you know? Yeah. And some of them may not even be explicitly Christian. Uh, that wasn't really ever our need or desire. It just so happened that in, in this space, we couldn't find a way to build a product mm. that wasn't. Um, so I'll be curious to see where that goes. But at the same point, in time, I just don't want to lose sight of continuing to build the, build the brand and experience that we have. Like if it's working for people, do more. And, um, so I'm excited to to sort of continue laying into that. Um, our our big challenge, you know, uh, and I think as a Christian entrepreneur, it's sort of interesting. Just is market development of trying to say, you know what, this stuff's been around for thousands. 
thousands of years has literally been like a core part of what the Catholic Church has done for thousands of years, and yet it's forgotten. And so we're doing a lot of market development now just to try to help people understand that the word meditation is in the Bible, and it's something that's been effective. So, you know, what the future holds uh, will be very interesting to see. Um, but unfortunately, I don't have the crystal ball. I mm. do pray into that mm. one, but I can only tell you what's going to happen in a couple of weeks, not, sure, <laughs> not sure. a couple of years. Sure. But it's fun, yeah. Um, and on that, you mentioned what what are what have been some of the biggest the, the a big challenge that you faced as a Christian entrepreneur, and what, what advice for you would you have for um, you know for entrepreneurs or people that are that are starting something and want to make sure that it's flourishing and <laughs> in, in the best light possible? No, that's a great question. You know, I think that probably the biggest challenge is honestly just having the network to support you. And that's for recruiting and investment and all those types of advisors. And I was extremely fortunate in that I connected with some prayer groups here in Silicon Valley that, uh, that were, there's one called Legends, New Canaan Society has stuff. And then also connected with a group called Praxis, which is phenomenal, world-class um, Christian entrepreneurs. And they, they, a lot of the businesses are not explicitly in any way faith uh, sort of products. Uh, and that has been so valuable to get supported by people who can help you think through how to build a business effectively using these values and principles and make an even better business because you're, because you're coming from the space perspective. So I think that that would probably have been a much bigger challenge, but I just got so fortunate to get plugged into that. So mm-hmm. anyone that's out there as an entrepreneur who's trying to build a business and trying to do this, I would definitely suggest look at Praxis, um, P-R-A-X-I-S, if you just type that in, you'll see it. Um, David Blanchard and um, Josh Kwan, a lot of other great people are there. Uh, just make sure you're surrounded by a network. And then I've also had a, the chairman of my company, this guy named Skip Baccarello, who uh, wrote a great book on Finding God in Silicon Valley, and he's run the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast for 20 years. He's an amazing guy. And so, hmm. uh, you know, People matter, and having people in your life who can help you make wise decisions. When you hit hard business, because you're like, hey, should I fire this person? What should I do? And you know, you have somebody who can sit down with you who has been a CEO for 20 years and say, you know, Neil, I think you need to think about this one a little differently, or you need a little more humility, or you need to, you know, yeah. having those people speak in your ear when when you have you know choices or, or, or the opportunity to make bad decisions is extremely helpful. So I would just encourage anybody in this space to make sure you, you have as much of that as you can get. Wonderful. Um, and then just the last point, just want to know, just a final word of encouragement or, or last parting words that you have before we uh, hop off this, this call. Yeah, I mean, just in terms of the entrepreneurship space, I just encourage anyone who's listening to know that you, if you're an entrepreneur and you're creating products, services, you're creating experiences for people. And that's where people are. They're in the market, in those experiences. So, yeah, Sunday morning, a lot of people go to church, and that's awesome, and I, and I hope they do, and I hope they come even more often. But what you do in the market, I think, is shaping people's lives. And so I think at least giving it thought to say, how am I shaping people's lives, can really make a huge difference in how you deliver your product and maybe even make it a better product, hopefully, because you're doing it in a way that's making people's lives have more value because they're tied into these, you know, these first principles that we really care about. So any sort of encouragement I can give is, and regardless of where you're at, at least consider whether that's something that you're 
your product or your service or the work that you do or the team that you're supporting, whatever it is that you're doing that effectively for, and then pray for them, which is my other expectation, is like, just by name, pray for the people you work with. If you can just at least do that, that's a place to start because God might tell you some crazy stuff. Mm, wonderful. Uh, well, Neil, thanks again. So, uh, thanks so much for, for spending some time today. And um, it, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, I'm sure that everyone who's, who's listening uh, enjoyed this conversation as well. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Neil.